And that is a hymn, From Depths of All I Cry to You. And it's for our Rumination Tuesday, February the 25th, in the year of our Lord, 2020. And with us in the studio, of course, is our good friend, Mark Smith. Hi, Tom. How you doing? Doing real well this Fat Tuesday, or Shrove Tuesday, as they call it. I don't like talking about your weight. Um, <laughs> that that was not intended for me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. Well, you shouldn't be bringing your wife up all the time. Ooh. <laughs> no, neither of our wives yeah. are anywhere near like that. Yeah, uh, I don't know the tradition of where that came from. I don't know. Well, this is the last... You know, if you're if you're gonna fast during Lent, this is your last opportunity to really eat all the pancakes you want or whatever you're whatever you're eating. Yeah, that, that's... Shrove Tuesday. I think it means Fat Tuesday. Yeah, Shrove and, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, my favorite item they have is hot cross buns. Yeah, you really like those, don't you? I do. Uh huh. Yeah, but um, Louise can't find them for some reason <laughs> when she went shopping. Uh huh. Today, um, we could have looked at the hymn for this coming Sunday, which is A Mighty Fortress is Our God, but we've done that about 33 yes, times. Yes, I think so, yes. So this one is from Depths of Woe, I Cry to You, and who's it by? It's another Luther hymn. Yes. Another Martin, hymn by Martin Luther. And it is really rich with gospel, you know, by grace alone. You know, that's that comes through every verse. Yeah, in, in fact, in 1523... Luther was bemoaning the fact that there were not more German hymns that the congregation might sing during the Mass. And so toward the end of the year, he wrote to his friend George Spalatin, court chaplain of Frederick the Wise, inviting him to turn some psalms into German hymns. And in the course of the letter, he mentioned that he had already completed Psalm 130. And this is from Psalm 130. It's a... a hymn that's really become very popular at funerals. It was sung at the Wittenberg Castle Church at the burial of Frederick the Wise, as well as at the burial of John the Steadfast. It was sung by the congregation in the Church of Our Dear Lady in Halle, as Luther's body lay in state there, February 20th, 1546. And that was on the body's way from Eisleben, to Wittenberg. It's a very it's a very somber tune. Have you ever used it for uh funerals? No, I can't say I have. No. But it's it's good as we begin the Lenten season, that's for sure. And why is that? What's there about Lent? Well, I think it's like I said, it's it's a somber tune. Uh it 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 helps you to realize really the great cost of our salvation. In Jesus Christ, and yet, what a great, what a great gift He has given us! It's it's not by anything that we've done, not by any of our works or anything. We we throw ourselves on on Christ's mercy, and, and we have, and we we cling to His promises, the promises that He gives us in His Word. There's another reason we really like it. Who's the translator? Uh, Catherine Winkworth. <laughs> How about that? Isn't that something? You yeah, didn't know no that. kidding. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, Boy, she, wouldn't she be? Wouldn't she be glad to know that she's being talked about? How many hundred, a century and a half after her? Rather than being glad in heaven. 
Well, I'm sure she's uh, rejoicing in heaven, no doubt about it. I yeah. don't care if they talk about me after I die. Yeah. I'm not going to know about it. Yeah, I suppose not, yes. <laughs> Although they're all going to be talking about but me I after think, I But I think she would be thrilled to know that we're talking about her today. Well, she'd be thrilled to know we're talking about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So, without further ado, stanza one, please. Okay. From depths of woe I cry to thee, in trial and tribulation. Bend down thy gracious ear to me, Lord, hear my supplication. If thou rememberest every sin, who then could heaven ever win or stand before thy presence? Yes. Do you do all the worship services uh, in the hymnal? That are provided? No. no. Uh, about th- three of them. We do three of them. There's one that we have yet to... Is that two, to, uh, number four? Uh, boy. I think so. Yeah, I think you, it is number you four. You need to do four. Uh, one of the churches I'm at... Uh, on the Sundays, they have the organ playing. They do one, and then there's this pianist, one of the university students. Then we do four. Uh huh. And I want to read you what I. Uh, it starts in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. But listen to the next one. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who would stand? Who could? Yeah, stand? we we use that one. Oh, you do that. I just, you know, but when you get throw numbers at me, I can't tell you which one it is. Well, you don't use it anymore. <sighs> well, we we use it at the church where I'm still a member. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but not the pastor. <laughs> yeah, that's all. All right. That's the only difference. But see, um, that reminds me of that uh, one line you read. If thou rememberest every sin, who then could heaven ever win? Now, here's the problem. I thought God is omniscient. How can he forget any sin? Oh, let's see. How do we explain this? It's God, word... God, God knows everything. Therefore, he can't truly, he can't truly um, forget. Well, but he's, he's blotted out all of our sins. From his perspective, we are saints. But why the word Remember. Because it has a different meaning in this case. It's like two kids are fighting and one hits the other. The kid says, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. What does he mean? Oh, I see. Uh, gonna you know, he's going to get even. Yeah. No, when God, God says he's not going to remember he's our He's not going to get even with us. No, he gets even with his son. That's right. Yeah, the punishment was dumped upon his yes, son. dumped upon his son. That's good to remember. Well... <laughs> well said. Let's see. How can we remember that? How well, can you I'll, help me remember that? Well, I'll tell you another area. Something in the Lord's Supper. Do this. In in remembrance of me. Yes. Yes. And uh-huh. most people have no idea what that. They they think, well, we only do that just to remember Jesus. Died. Mm-hmm. No, no, as no. It's a memorial meal. Yeah. No, no. It's as actually... Actions are taking place. Yeah, yeah, when we do right. it in remembrance, we receive benefits. Exactly. The gift of the forgiveness of sins, a robe of righteousness, And grace. Cetera. And again, yes. how, would you, how do you define grace? Oh, Go Lord. ahead, Tom. All righty. How do we define grace? Mercy, Mercy is not getting what, what you deserve. We deserve, right. Grace is getting what, what you don't, don't deserve. deserve. Right. Yes. Okay. 
And there's one more. What's the third one? Well, that was justice. Justice. We get, get, that's getting what we deserve. Yes. <laughs> I think in 16 years you might have remembered I this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I have a hard time remembering those, those three points. Yeah, just remember the word remember. Yeah, remember. That's really important. I'll do stanza two. Thy love and grace alone avail to blot out my transgression. The best and holiest deeds must fail to break sin's dread oppression. Before thee none can boasting stand, but all must fear thy strict demand and live alone by mercy. What does mercy mean? Mercy is getting, uh, not, not getting what we deserve. Yeah. Not getting what we deserve, yes. Boy. Isn't that rich gospel? I mean, every oh. verse, isn't it? And it you comes know? out of his experience. That's Remember right. what he used to do? He used to lie on bad beds and whip right. himself. Right. And all kinds of ways until he realized that the best of his deeds must fail to break sin's dread oppression. I'm doing a Bible study with the university students now uh, at the place that I'm helping out in Macomb. And we talked about this, that it is impossible for even a Christian to do a perfect good work. We can be double motivated. That's right. We always have an ulterior motive. Yes. The old Adam never has the right motive. And a lot of times we don't recognize that. If I do this, they'll think really good of me. Yeah. Yeah, All kinds of things. Yes. Uh, I'll look good to others and... And that's why he writes from depths of woe, because the more he understood the law, the more he came to recognize it was impossible for him to do anything in the law in order to get rid of his sin, to break sin's dread oppression. It's like the publican or the tax collector at the temple. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He realized what he realized his cause was hopeless on him alone. That's why he said he threw himself at the at the mercy of God. Mercy, right? We got mercy again. And the Pharisee said, "Oh, I'm so thankful that you made me as I am. But I'm I'm not like that sinner over there. That you know? tax You're so lucky to have me here, God. <laughs> because I. And then he just mentioned ceremonial. I fast. Laws. I fast several times a I day. I Yes, boy. Yeah. And you're just so fortunate to have me here in your temple. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of interesting how many people are of that impression that their works, like when I drive Uber and we get into a theological conversation, I rarely, I've only twice, I think, in the three years that I meet someone who had the right Lutheran understanding, that they say, no, there's no work I do, it. I'm only in Jesus. But everybody else says, well, I'm not as bad as my neighbor. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they look I'm a pretty to- good person. And the reason for that is that every religion concocted by human beings is always legalistic. That's right. It's always saved by your works. Stanza three. Therefore, my hope is in the Lord and not in my own merit. It rests upon his faithful word to them of contrite spirit that he is merciful and just. This is my comfort and my trust. His help I wait with patience. Now, there we have 
that Jesus is merciful and just. And I, I thought I just said the word justice is you get what you deserve. But there's two understandings of God being just. If he's an idol, then he's just towards you and you get what you deserve. And see, that's why the Pharisees were so angry at Jesus, because he wasn't giving the sinners and the tax collectors what they deserve. But the other word for just is that when God forgives your sins, he doesn't do it for just any reason. He is just in having taken care of That's those right. sins. The punishment was paid That's by his right. own son. In other words, uh, you know, he he's not just a, a big cosmic marshmallow that winks yes. at sin and lets it go. No, his son had to pay the price. That's what's... That's what's different about his justice. Yeah, that's really important to remember that, therefore, God is not just in one way and is just in another. Right. He's not just and he doesn't give us what we deserve. His justice is. was dumped upon his son. Yes. His mercy was gracefully given us. Yeah, and, and that's why righteousness is imputed to us. I've used this example many a time, but in case someone's listening new, and we do have some new listeners, by the way, from the university. Oh. Because they're, they said, well, how can we hear you? And I told them, kfuo.org, et cetera. And um, well, what was the point we were making? about? You just? were talking about um, justice. Yeah, how God is just. Oh, slipped my mind. I'll come back to it, though, I'm sure. Um, that his justice is because of Jesus Christ. His help, I wait with patience. What's patience? Long-suffering. On long our su- part? Patience is better understood than long-suffering. Long-suffering on God's part. God, but It's us who's waiting with patience. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, we're waiting with patience because, because, you know, joy cometh in the morning, as it says in the Scripture. Yes. Uh, we may weep for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. It's just like it's just like his his disciples were downcast after his crucifixion and death, and uh, you know they thought, oh, this is terrible. We right. thought he was the savior. You know, we thought he'd come to redeem Israel, and then come Easter morning, there the joy is revealed to them. Yeah, I really like this phrase that you read. This is my comfort and my trust. I always say I end every sermon on comfort. Right, absolutely. And the way you get the comfort is by getting them to trust a promise. That's right, yeah. I I think that's the way you want people walking out on Sunday morning. You want them knowing, boy, I'm a poor, miserable sinner, but thanks be to my Lord Jesus, he's washed away all my sins. You You want them to cling to that comfort as they walk out not you don't want them walking out gee i gotta be a better christian now no no and i believe that's why a lot of people are leaving the church because they think they're hearing the same message every week when pastors are not doing that good a job in making it unique every week yeah i mean there's a way to make the sermon unique where people will walk out and say, you know, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, there's two points I make in every sermon. I tell them something they didn't know, and number two, I end on comfort. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, because God knows, I'll tell you, you know, people get so beaten down at their jobs and life. They've got all sorts of problems that they make of themselves. Right. And, you know, the, the Lord knows we need they need to be comforted. That's what they need more than anything else is to is to God's promise of his comfort. The Concordia Journal this month has an advertisement at the back for Jim Veltz's book on Mark. And they have an individual out of Canada saying that it, this is such a wonderful book because it deals with the grammar and syntax of the Greek uh-huh. all the time. And, and that's really important uh, to be done. So I take a look at the original Greek all the time. And I, I read people who know it better than I do, like belts and such. But uh, this Sunday, for example, the Transfiguration, I told them, and nobody knew, what's the Greek word for transfigured? Metamorphosis. Yes, which we use for what? Uh, butterfly. Uh, uh, right. Cocoon. Yes. Yeah. What, what goes on in the cocoon? Goes into a cocoon. What they didn't realize is that word is used in two other passages about us. That when we become a Christian, we get metamorphosized right. into Jesus. So this is a way that uh, people are remembering the sermon. During the Bible study and then at the university after I preached in that Bible study, uh, people were saying, you know, we need to be opening our doors so more people get metamorphosized. <laughs> they were talking yeah. about, you know, and uh, that, that was really interesting. Uh, that's how you get people to remember the sermon. I mean, how many times do you talk to someone uh, who preached? They'll tell you, and then you ask, what did they say? And they say, well, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. what they well, said. A, a good illustration helps with that, too. Yes, yeah. That they could exactly. take home and, exactly. and, and recall. All right. Go ahead with stanza four. And though it, <clears throat> and though it tarry through the night until the morning waken, my heart shall never doubt his might, nor count itself forsaken. O Israel, trust in God your Lord, born of the Spirit and the Word. Now wait for his appearing. So, it says, though it tarry through the night. Most children wouldn't understand the word tarry. No, first of all, what's it talking about? Though what tarry? I think it's talking, it's the previous verse. Uh, his help. I see. It's talking about its help, right? With patience. And though it tarry through the night, though, though we may not be helped right away. In his own good time, he comes to save. For example, how many times you go to bed worried about something that's yeah, going to happen yeah, tomorrow? That's right, right. And if you have the proper trust in Jesus, you don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he'll work it out in his own he'll good time. He'll work it out, but he's not going to work it out that night because the right. event isn't occurring. Right. Yes. He knows what he's doing. He, he has his own schedule for us. For so, what would be a synonym for Terry? Though it tarry through delay. the delay. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's that's very good. Though it be delayed through the night, and till the morning waken, my heart shall never doubt his might. That's right. Why he's don't we doubt his might? Because we trust his his mercy, promise, his promise. Yes. Promises yeah. are really All things important. are possible with God. With yes. the God, nothing shall be impossible. So what does he say, O Israel? And when 
Martin Luther uses the word Israel. What's he referring He's to? He's talking about the church. Yes. The believers. Yeah, if you want evidence of that, Romans chapter 9. Oh, Israel, trust in God your Lord. Notice, trust. We're back to faith. That's right. Born of the Spirit and the Word. You see, I don't believe that the Holy Spirit converts anybody except through the Word. Right. So using reason or this kind yeah. of things or some kinds of evidences, it's a waste of time. That's right. Nobody's going to come to faith. Unfortunately, most people try to convert other people the way they thought they were converted. Mm -hmm. So if they thought they were converted by opening their heart and yeah. asking or, him or, to come in. Or trying to prove faith. Or prove faith. Yeah. That they try and do that to others. And, of course, uh, baptism creates faith. That's right. Because it's attached to the waters, attached to his word, his promise. Yes. It's the word that always converts, not anything that we do say, etc. All right. Stanza five, the last one. Though great our sins, yet greater still is God's abundant favor. His hand of mercy never will abandon us nor waver. Our shepherd, good and true he is, is he who will at last his Israel free from all their sin and sorrow. I just really like the way Catherine Winkworth does the rhyming. Yeah, she does a good job, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And it would be interesting to take a look at the original German to see how close uh, the, the words are, because sometimes she just uses something uh, that, that rhymes uh, better. But um, th these are pretty accurate translations as we've looked at and that's what luther he ends where he began though great are sins yet greater still is god's abundant favor where be another word for favor where sin did abound god's grace did much more abound that's right yeah. that's right that would be abundant favor and his hand of mercy never will abandon us nor waver you see People think because God delays sometimes in helping them that therefore he's wavering. Yeah. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Yeah. Says. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I, I will, will deliver thee and I will, I will glorify me. Yes. And he moves to a metaphor of Jesus as shepherd. And I'm sure a lot of times the. Uh, Sheep didn't realize how much the shepherd was protecting them. Right. Remember, David had to kill some animals that were trying to attack right. his flocks. Our shepherd good and true is he who will at last his Israel free from all their sin and sorrow. Yeah, What's the, he talking about? The shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. When does he at last That's free his, us? Israel free? Well... He freed us by his death. It is finished. But the full culmination of that freedom will be when he comes on the last day. That's right. It's yeah. judgment day when the sin and sorrow disappear. That's right. Although oh. I ask this question, uh, in heaven will anyone be weeping? No. There'll be no more tears nor sorrow. And I said, uh, yes, there will. Tears of joy. No. What? I mean, tears of sadness in heaven. In heaven? Yep. 
And okay, I, oh great one, enlighten us. What could you possibly mean when it says there's no more tears, no more sorrow? Now, uh, tell us. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, saved I wish by I the bell. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. Jesus. He wept over Israel as a hen wanted to gather, and now yeah. he sees all those people in hell. He weeps over them in heaven. Nobody thinks about that. No. Thank you, great one. Tomorrow, Law and Gospel will have a Bible study. Uh, tune in. I'm Tom Baker, Mark Smith. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker. P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.